This NBA season, make every three-pointer, alley-oop, and buzzer beater even more exciting with FanDuel. You can bet on everything from first baskets and number of dunks to which player will drain the most threes. Or stack your bets with the same game parlay for a shot to win even bigger. It's quick, easy, and you'll get your winnings fast. So download the app today and see why we're North America's number one sportsbook. Make every moment more with FanDuel. 19 plus and physically located in Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-866-531-2600 or visit connectsontario.ca. Welcome to the interview on the Raptors Republic Podcast Network. I'm Andrew Damelin. Today we are here with Raptors 905 swingman and proud Proviso East Pirate Sterling Brown. Sterling, how are you? I'm good, man. How you doing? Uh, you know, I appreciate the opportunity. Uh, you know, it's, uh, we're going to have some fun. I'm glad. Let's, let's definitely have some fun. So I like to go on the journey uh, with everybody at the Raptors 905. So the first question I like to always ask is, Growing up, and you're from Maywood, Illinois. Yeah. Growing up in Maywood, Illinois, what is your first vivid basketball memory as a kid? Um, that's tough. Um, I would say um, going to play when I was like a young, young buck. I would say like four or five, just running around the gym when the older guys were playing um, at the high school. Um, that I played at and at the grammar school that I played at. I always used to be the, the youngest watching my brother and his, you know, guys play. And then I would even go with my dad was still playing, you know, and I'd just be running around on the side. And then I remember when I got a little older and they let me play. Like, that was that was everything. Like, I was out there doing everything, you know, um, guarding everybody. Uh, but that was that was the first, like, just main memory of basketball and just me finding that joy and that fun for it. Just, you know, being able to watch it, watch guys older than me and just wanting to, you know, be where they are. Um, and it was just pickup, but at the same time, you know, it was great because it's like something, some people that I looked up to, something that I wanted to do and, you know, um, follow that all the way to here. And you mentioned your brother, and I'm, I don't know if most people know, but your brother's Shannon Brown. Yes, yes. NBA veteran. Yep. Ten years older than you. Yeah, nine and some change. Nine and some change. So I don't know how many basketball battles you had with him growing up. I mean, he was probably getting into the AAU circuit by the time you're five, six years old or even younger. Is there any particular brother-brother uh, basketball battle that you can remember as a kid with Shannon? Uh, Yeah. I mean, he used to beat me every time we played. Like, we played a lot. Um, mainly, like, when he was uh, – we kind of played a little bit while he was in college and I was still in grade school, but when I got older to high school and stuff and when he was in the NBA, you know, when he was at the peak, um, we played a lot and he beat me every time. And then when I finally beat him, he didn't want to play no more after that because he knew the tables was about to turn. So uh, it was great, man. I got I got two wins uh, in on him. He probably got like 50-plus. So it was, uh, it was all love, though, man. That's who really um, – I watched to find, you know, my inspiration for the game, uh, just watching how hard he worked, you know, watching, um, you know, his accomplishments uh, all throughout his career. Um, it was great. He really gave me a, a love for the game on a different level. I mean, my memory of Shannon Brown is just this athlete that you couldn't believe. And the one thing that sticks out to me is I think he was playing for Cleveland. LeBron was injured. And he had this dunk against the Bobcats, and like LeBron's holding back the bench. I remember that. So yeah, I remember. Yeah. I just remember so often him just jumping out of the gym. But 
that's Shannon. Let's talk about Sterling for a minute. Let's go on to your high school career, an incredible high school career at Proviso East. But when I say the words Simeon Career Academy, mm-hmm. what comes to mind? I mean, sure, really um, lucky. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? They, they beat us uh, twice during the regular season, but every other time we played them, we beat them. Summer, um, which was mainly the only other time we played them, you know, they could come up with other, whatever excuses, but they had pretty much their main pivotal guys every time we played them, and we, uh, and we beat them. Um, and, you know, it was just uh, one of those games, you know, we had, we had a game plan to leave a couple guys open, which I don't like at all, and those guys mm. made the shots, and that unfortunately cost us the game. Um, so we would have had that one. You know, that would have been a, a, a great season for – our high school, our community, um, to go undefeated and win the state championship, that would have been everything. Um, but they, uh, they, they got, I mean, you can't deny, you know, their greatness, four championships uh, in a row. Um, you know, the talent that they had come out of there, um, you know, they definitely are a great program um, in the Chicagoland area. So, you know, my hat's off to them. But, um, you know, it was all love playing them. You know, whenever we played a city school, you know, we kind of west suburbs, but, you know, guys like teams and people from the city know that when you come to Chicago, when you come to Maywood, Proviso East, and when you playing us, like, you're going to have to bring it because we, we coming at you. Like, we really some dogs, and um, I feel like we showed that, we proved that in the city uh, during our era. Yeah, and Jabari Parker headlined that team. Yeah, yeah, he did. And yeah. uh, I'm not, you're, I'm, I imagine you're mentioning the, the state final in 2012, not the semifinal in 2013. Right, right. So, I'm just looking at the YouTube highlights of the 2012 um, game and Carver Arena in Peoria, and it seemed Mm. like there was some hype going into that game that no one outside of Chicago might understand. Is that? Yeah, no, for sure. That was a city thing, you know, suburbs versus the city. Um, Proviso East, you know, we got one of the greatest programs, like I say, in Illinois, and they do as well. Um, and that was just everything. Like, we had the whole, probably the whole city of Chicago out right there um, from, you know, the south side to the west side. Everybody was out to see that game. Um, you know, Jabari probably, I think he was the number one player in the country at the time. Um, and us, we just had a lot of hype. I mean, we was undefeated at that point. Um, and our style of play, it brought excitement to the game. So everybody wanted to come out and see us. Uh, and it was great, man. It was fun. Like, it was fun from jump. Um, they got on us early, you know, we was able to weather the storm, come back, you know, get the lead, hold the lead pretty much uh, the entire game until the end. Um, and then, you know, they pulled away with it. But that was probably one of the, the best games in uh, high school basketball for Illinois. I think you guys lost 50-48. to 48. You scored 25 of your team's 48 yeah. points. Yep. So obviously you showed out and you, you nearly took that state title. And you played them in the state semis the following year. You also lose to them. And then... Yeah. You go on to SMU. And my only question about your college basketball career is you had several options to go to. I believe I was reading you could go to Xavier, you could have gone to Miami, Tennessee. You chose to play for Larry Brown. Mm -hmm. Who in their right mind chooses to play for Larry Brown? I mean, it was uh, ultimately it was a decision, you know. um, He had the connections to where I wanted to get to. You know, uh, he... Had won a championship in the NBA before. Coached Allen Iverson, you know, one of the greatest to do it. Uh, his, his resume speaks for itself. And when he uh, came to the college level, he was like, um, 
like very uh, hands-on, like, you know, in the recruiting process with me. Him and uh, Jaren Howard, you know, they came to AAU games. They came, you know, to my high school. Uh, they came out to actually see and talk to me. Um, and then when I took my visit, it was like, you know, okay, this is it. Let's, like, let's do it. Um, let's get to, you know, work. Let's get to the next level. So after we did that, it was um, it was all love. Um, and, you know, I, I really have no complaints. Um, college was a, is an experience in its own, um, good or bad. You know, I grew from it. I became a better man. Um, and, you know, Larry Brown, he, he definitely uh, brought the college – mentality of bat I mean uh, the NBA mentality of basketball to the college level for us um you know some guys hated it some guys loved it um but you know you definitely had to respect it you know um respect his personality and his perspective on the game you know taught us a lot how to watch film how to break it down dissect it you know how to just play basketball um so you know I definitely uh tip my hat off to him um it was uh, like I say college was an experience um you know, it didn't all four years were a different battle each year for us, sure. uh, for me. And it was fun, though. I, I definitely, uh, like I say, learned a lot from it and became a better man. And it worked out for you. You know, you spent four years there and you do get drafted four years later yep. to, to Philly, I believe, uh, drafted no, you. It was, uh, it was actually, I think it was Philly, but then they traded. traded my rights to um, Milwaukee. So, right. Yeah. So, you know, you get you play your NBA, you start your NBA career in 2017. And I just want to go through one game that uh-huh. you played with, that you played in, in Milwaukee, but there's plenty I'd like to go through, but I know we're limited on time. And if I were to just name for you the date, I imagine you could pick it up pretty quickly. The date is March 31st, 2019. Mm-hmm. Do you know what happened in that game on, against the Hawks on March 31st, 2019? 2019? Oh, yeah, that's my career high game? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So... You know, the, the closing lineup uh, you have out there, I think, like Pat Connaughton, George Hill, DJ Wilson, and maybe... Brooke Lopez, I think. I, he, was, he was on the team, certainly. I don't know if he was on the floor for the end of that game. Yeah, he, okay. But there, there are two plays that I wanted to ask you about. The mm-hmm. first... So you got the OT winner. But, the, but the, the real play I wanted to ask you about was... Do you remember? It was about 345 left in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. And John Collins switches on to you on the perimeter. Oh, yeah. Can you take us through that? What 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 you hit him with on on that play? Oh yeah yeah, I uh, I be working on my game like you know when you in the gym sometimes you go in by yourself and just work on things. So I knew that he was a jumper. He liked to block shots and everything. So I just had to get him off his feet. So it was like a a move. I think I was like between cross cross and then like I hit probably five threes earlier. So I knew he was jumping for everything. So I kind of gave him like a hezzy with the same hand and just threw it down and threw it back out in front, drove to the basket. And I knew he was going to try to block it again. So I went up with the left, almost like he thought I was going to go up with the right. And then I laid it up. So that was like, uh, that was that was a great play in that game, man. Like I said, I just be working on my game, different creative things and, you know, being able to apply them in the game. Like that's, you know, when you know you're taking it to the next level. Um, but that was that was a great game. That was a great play. One of the, uh, you know, highlights of my career. Unfortunately, you know, um, Trey Young got the tip in at the end of, uh, of my block out. So it was like, you know, that game was just, it was, uh, it was a bittersweet game for me, but um, it was great. It was a great experience. And you know you've you had three year two uh, three successful seasons with the Bucks. Yep. And then you head over to Houston, and mm-hmm. that's a different experience. Yeah. And you know that, I think that team had a twenty game losing streak uh, in the middle of that season. Some yeah yeah. And 
And I'm just wondering, you know, you've to go into practice each day to to know what the outlook on the team is that season mm-hmm. when James Harden I think kind of forces his way out earlier in the season. Mm-hmm. What did that experience teach you in terms of being a professional in this business? Yeah, I mean, that's really it. Like, you got to be a professional every day. Like, I came into it, like, expecting to win. I, I came into it expecting to compete for a championship, you know, with James. And uh, I think at the time they traded for John Wall. We still had P.J. Tucker. We still had, you know, Daniel House. We still had the team pretty much they had before, uh, minus a couple guys um, that competed for a championship, that competed, you know, in the um, Western Conference Finals. So that's what I came into it expecting. And then it changed course. Throughout the um, throughout the year, and it was really just stay locked in. You know, you gotta come out, get better every day, regardless of your circumstances, regardless of you know how everything around you is going. Just be professional, take care of your business, get your work in. You know, you gotta take the good with the bad. You know, you gotta take the ups with the downs, and that's just what it was. You know, uh, can't get too high, can't get too low. I didn't see you know high levels before. And me just being, you know, uh, the, the type of person I am and understanding, you know, how the world flows and, you know, spirituality and all of that, you know, good's going to come, bad's going to come. You just got to weather the storm. Um, and like I said, never get too high, never get too low. And just learn from everything, you know, learn from all experiences. And that's what that was. That was a learning experience. And it taught me, you know, more so how to be a pro and just come in and do your job every day. And last one for you, you mentioned the growth and the experiences that you've seen, so much you've seen um, as a kid. You mentioned in an interview a couple of your friends you lost as a kid. Mm-hmm. And we know about the incident in 2018 that, that um, taught you a lot, so mm-hmm. much. And, and one word you used to describe yourself um, that I found so interesting was ambitious. Mm-hmm. How, first of all, where did that ambition initially come from? And how did that sustain itself even throughout all the adversity you've faced throughout your life? Um, really, it started young, you know, knowing, knowing and seeing where I grew up and how my family grew up and um, seeing the world and seeing what's out there, and the, the, the possibilities and the opportunities that's out there. Um, I just told myself to never settle and go get it all um, and help as many and bring as many people along as you can. And in order to do that, it takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of sacrifice and it takes a lot, um, you know, to see that come to fruition. So really, it's just a it's a like it's a fundamental thing that's within me, you know, um, just to keep getting better and to keep, you know, getting everything that I deserve because I know the work that I put in, you know, not even just on the basketball court, but outside of basketball. And, you know, I know the results go come eventually. Um, you know, it, it, it's all at God's will, all at God's timing. Um, I just got to keep doing the little things. I just got to keep, you know, working, sacrificing, um, being the best, you know, son, father, um, friend, brother, you know, and everything that I can. Um, keep learning, you know, keep applying. And, you know, when the time is right, then the time, then it's going to happen. Um, but that ambition, that's, that's you know, driven from within, from, you know, my previous circumstances and, you know, my upbringing, my family, um, our roots, you know, that's just really just tied into my DNA and my blood. Um, you know, just knowing where I come from, um, you know, knowing the history of my family and my ancestry and everything, that's just, you know, within us. You know, we got that, you know, that, that will to persevere and to, you know, keep going and never settle and never settle for what somebody might think 
is enough for us, uh, knowing that it's not it's not enough for ourselves. So it's just that that underlying truth of you know my family and who I am is that's that's what fuels me. You know that attitude, that answer is incredible, and that that attitude is incredible. And you know the first question I asked you in our in our podium. Um, was about what it feels like to be back, and you said you feel like a kid in a candy store. Yeah, for sure. And I imagine that attitude is going to sustain you throughout this stint with the 905, and certainly once you get back to where you belong in the NBA. So listen, Sterling, I, I really appreciate the time today. Good luck with the rest of the season, and good luck with wherever your career takes yes, you. For sure. Thank you. Thank you for this opportunity. Thank you, you know, for all of this. Like I said, it is a kid in a candy store, man. I'm, I'm having fun. Um, you know, this is not the end you know, result for me, it's not the end goal, but, you know, it's part of my journey, and I got to embrace that. Appreciate you, man. Yes, sir. Thank you.